coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. Mid Buchanan has an opportunity to clinch an outright conference championship for the first time in school history. Plus, a crazy week in the GRC. Could we possibly have another three-way tie in a conference? All that and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. This is our Week 9 pregame show. This is our second segment where we break down the KCI and the Grand River Conference, the 11-man division. We got a lot to get to, so let's not waste any time. Let's run down some scores from Week 8. At a short notice, Mid Buchanan had to find another opponent to replace Plattsburgh. They found Atchison County, and not only that, they blew them out. 63-7 to was the final there. Lawson in a close, low-scoring game against East Buchanan. They prevailed 13 to 12. Hamilton over West Platte 49 to 14, and Lathrop picks up their first win of the 2020 season by defeating North Platte 43 to 27. Princeton got themselves back in the GRC conference race. They upset South Harrison 28 to 6 was the final there. Milan all over Polo 49 to 3. Gallatin over Trenton 54 to 14, and Maysville over Putnam County, 22 to nothing. Before we get started with conference standings and schedules, let's take a quick break real quick, and then we'll be back with the KCI standings and the schedule in the conference. And welcome back to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show here. We're going to run down some standings and some scenarios of the KCI conference. Mid-Buchanan has already clinched at least a share of the conference championship. They could clinch an outright title with a win over West Platte. Now, the only other team that can maybe clinch a share of it would be Lawson if they were to get a win over Hamilton this week and a mid-buck loss to West Platte would also have to happen for the Cardinals to get themselves into the conference race. Now, let's run down some schedules of the KCI. We got West Platte at mid-Buchanan. That's going to be a big game here. Like I mentioned earlier, Dragons can clinch an undefeated season and an outright conference championship with a win. We had an opportunity to speak with Coach Aaron Fritz, just like we do every single week. We talk about the, his short notice on finding an opponent. And this week's matchup against Coach Newsets West Platte Blue, Blue Jays. Let's have our interview with Coach Aaron Fritz right now. All righty, it's the last week of the regular season. It's the Week 9 pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. we got our good friend, Mimi Kennedy, Coach Aaron Fritz back with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Coach. Um, Long day for you on Friday, huh? Yeah, it was. It uh, started out like any other Friday where you kind of just prep everything, make sure everything's ready to go for Friday. And then, you know, about 1130, our AD came in my room and told me that we weren't playing Plattsburgh anymore. And that just kind of set off a long, long day and a lot of chain of events that led to us finally getting to play. But it, it took a lot of work to get there. Well, I'm glad that you were able to find a game, Coach Fritz. Um, you did find one in uh, Atchison County. They're one of the uh, local teams here in Kansas. Um, a 63-7 to win for your team. Um, just talk about the way, you know, the craziness of your day and probably, you know, looking over all the film and stuff like how good it felt really to get that victory against a team that you had to prepare for in short notice. Oh, I mean it- – Honestly, it wasn't about the win or anything. It was just about the opportunity for the kids to play. And that's probably what was most frustrating to me throughout the day is we, Coach Kendrick and I were working our tails off trying to find people. We were on the phone for about two straight hours. And finally, we got lucky and got a tip that they uh, Atchison County was available. And they were the first school that said, yeah, let's play and didn't tell us no. So um, it was just great to get to play. We traded film 
the coaches and I kind of all got together and broke down what we were going to look at and talked it out. And then we all went our separate ways and just tried to work through film and brought the kids back in early to show them what we had and didn't want to show them any film. We just wanted them to play and see what happens and um, kind of gave them the quick scouting report. And then they got to go out and play. And uh, it, like I said, it was just, it was good to get to play. That was probably the most important thing is those kids got to play and continue to do stuff. And, um, you know, Atchison County had some good kids. They had some really talented players and some things we just didn't know they were going to do. And they, they got us a couple of times on a couple of plays, but uh, we, we did a good job of uh, creating big plays and doing things we wanted to do. And it just, a, it was a good night for us. And it was a good day for the school that we got to continue to play football. And we're at week nine, man, that's even better. We were continuing to play and we've gotten this far in the season and hopefully we can continue and keep going. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, this last week of the regular season, like I mentioned at the beginning of the interview here, um, you guys get an opportunity to end your season on a high note in conference play. And um, you guys have uh, Coach Newstead's West Platte team on the schedule this week. Um, talk about the Blue Jays and um, as far as the scouting report on offensive defense and um, what can we expect on Friday? Oh, Coach Newstead's done a fantastic job. And, um, you know, I haven't got to meet him yet, but we've talked on the phone a few times and, and texted and emailed a lot over the past few months. And um, seems like a great dude. And he's doing a good job with those guys. And, I mean, they have, I think, four wins right now, and that's probably more than they've had the last two or three years combined. So that right there shows the job he's doing. And, um, you know, they, they've they kind of morphed a lot throughout the year. Early on in the year, they were running a lot of spread um, and a little bit of wing tee stuff. And then as the years moved on, they've kind of turned into a double tight eye formation team that runs the wing tee and doesn't really spread it out anymore. So they've really evolved from the beginning of the year. And defensively, they've evolved too. They went from a 4-3 cover four to – now they're kind of a 5-2 cover zero. So it looks like they're just trying to figure out who they are still with people that are still playing and stuff. And I say that with like – you can tell they have some kids missing from the start of the year. Their quarterback's not playing anymore. I think he got hurt. And, and just like everybody else, you have kids in and out every week with COVID and injuries and stuff like that. So I, I think that's probably why they've changed some things and, and gone the route they have. But, um, you know, they're big and physical. They play hard. They play fast. They're going to get after you. And, and our guys are going to have to be ready for a battle because this is going to be a big one for us um, to see if we can end the regular season the right way and, and see how uh, see how we do against a really physical opponent. Absolutely. Definitely here. You get an opportunity to wrap up the season and um, wrap up the KCI championship along the way. Um, Coach Fritz, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on every single week you have been on this show. I want to thank you so much for coming on and your time every single week. I'm very appreciative of it. Appreciative of, of it. And uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Cliff, we appreciate it, my man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Coach Aaron Fritz, for joining us every single week. West Platte, Mid Buchanan, you get catch that on the Mid Buchanan Athletics YouTube page. Now, another matchup of the KCI is going to be real interesting. It's going to be Lawson and Hamilton. That's going to be a great ball game there in, in at Hamilton. So we had an opportunity to talk with um, Hornet head coach Caleb Obert for the first time this season. We talk about his story, uh, get to know his kids, uh, what the season's been like for them so far, and we break down this game against the Cardinals. Here's our interview with Coach Caleb Obert right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. We got Hamilton head coach Caleb Obert with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, let's, talk, let's get into your story real quick. That's what we like to do for uh, first-time guests here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Get to know you. Get to know who Coach Ober is. How you got into coaching and um, some of your stops along the way and how you got here to Hamilton? 
Well, I kind of just fell into it. it was, I, you know, I knew that sports were always been a big part of my life, and you know, it was that time of, you know, you, you get into. I went to college in Northwest and played up there. Uh, you know, the crew up there and had a great experience. Uh, and it was time to move on. And you know, I knew I was going into teaching and physical education, and uh, the opportunity arose there um, at Bethany. So I, I took the uh, head coaching job at my alma mater where I went to high school and played. Um, it, it was a great learning opportunity, but, you know, I, I don't wish anybody uh, the uh, the headaches of being a first-year coach and first-year head coach. So um, I definitely have learned on the fly um, throughout the 13 years I've been doing this. So um, I, I still have feel like I have a lot to learn because I never did get that assistant experience. But from there, um, I, I was seven years there at uh, Bethany, and then it was just it just felt like it was the right time for a change. And uh, the Hamilton job came open, and uh, I knew the administrators down here, and I talked with them a little bit, and then I ended up applying and uh, was fortunate to get the job. And absolutely. I do remember your uh, time at uh, South Harrison, definitely, as the coach there. Um, Coach, let's talk about the um, 2020 version of the um, Hamilton, or some people call them Penny, or um, – whichever one you could call them. Um, let's talk about some of your kids real quick. I know there's some, there's some talented kids on your roster. Um, for those who haven't been to a um, Hamilton football game this year, who would, who would those kids be if they haven't been to a game, if they're actually going to a game for the first time? Well, the name that's going to pop out to you is Sawyer Mono. He's been a two-time All-Stater already, and he's a senior this year, and he gets, a, he gets the ball a lot. He's a good running back for us and uh, does a lot of things. He's Name's always in the paper, I'm sure, and um, he he does an excellent job. So that's the name that's going to pop off um, right away. But um, Tucker Ross is our quarterback, first-year starter um, at, at the quarterback position. He's played since he was a freshman. He's a junior now. Um, he's doing an excellent job at that. But, you know, uh, he, he's getting better as the season goes on because he is, like I said, just a first year there at that position. Um, <clears throat> up front, we, we got a lot of younger guys, honestly, or I shouldn't say younger. We start two seniors, but they're first-year starters. Um, Tyler Brown uh, is, is a uh, senior um, offensive lineman there that's starting, and uh, Tanner Ford also, and then a sophomore at center, Gideon McBee. Uh, his brother started for us for two or three years, and Gideon stepped in to that center role uh, this year. And uh, Fisher Nixdorf is another name that people hear a lot of that um, – He's offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and then two-year starter just as a sophomore, and he's he's a very good impact player for us. And then on the uh, other side of our line, uh, at left tackles, Levi Hartley, also a first-year starter. So we we don't we didn't bring back a lot of experience uh, up up front, but uh, we got some good kids that are learning on the fly. And uh, you know it's week eight and week nine now that pretty much have a season under their belt, so they're they're getting the job done a little bit better. Uh, Andrew Rich is another guy that um, has been a starter. For us, since a, as a freshman, he's a junior now. He's a tight end, defensive end. Uh, Jared Potts is a sophomore now. He's playing some tight end and uh, middle linebacker for us. He's really stepped up for us uh, in big ways. Uh, you know, he's a kid that only played JV last year, and now he's starting both sides of the ball. <clears throat> Silas Prothero, another one that he's just a sophomore, um, getting a lot of playing time at linebacker. Um, Corbin Henderson's getting – he's Sawyer's backup at the running back, but a great safety for us. Does an excellent job back there. And uh, uh, Lawson Park at the receiver and corner position. Nate Wyckoff. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I can list them all off the top of my head, but that's, that's a good start for us. 
Well, absolutely, Coach. That, that's a lot of great talent on your guys' team. But let's talk about your guys' um, season so far. You guys are 5-3 and three on the year, but you guys, um, you guys have had a tough schedule, definitely as far as, you know, the KCI is always a gauntlet. And then um, you guys had a tough non-conference schedule, too. So um, just walk us through your guys' season so far. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Like you said, the, the conference is always tough, but um, we, we picked up uh, Higginsville there week one. We knew that was going to be a tough one going into it. Um, they're they're always top-notch team program, and, you know, they, they took it to us their week one, and it, it was a very good learning experience for us, and we definitely found out right away where some of our weaknesses were. And then rolled right into week two with Gallatin, which went into overtime, and uh, we, we that was a back-and-forth game that was just – a lot of fun to be a part of. We were very fortunate to win that one, and um, it could have went either way. And we, like I said, we, we we were able to get the victory on a on on a touchdown there on our first offensive play of the overtime. And then from there, like like you said, the conference we rolled right into that, and you know, with Buchanan doing what they did to us to everybody. So I can't feel too bad about that, but. Um, we, we were very fortunate there. And then our other loss was against East Buchanan, who um, uh, is doing an excellent job uh, up until this last week. They were rolling people as well. So um, we definitely have been up and down, but uh, we're starting to uh, go up on the rise, it seems like, here the last few games. And absolutely. That's when you guys want to be playing your best football is going into uh, district football time. Um, Coach, let's talk about this week's game. Um, this uh, game against Lawson, and you talked about how well you guys are playing right now. This is another team right now that is playing as well as you guys are right now that is on the ascend right now. Talk about uh, the scouting report as far as Lawson and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Uh, just watching them on film, you can tell that they've improved every week. And, you know, that that's obviously a testament to Coach Dunn and his staff and all the things that they do. And they do it the right way. And you can, you can see that. Um, but – I think it's going to be a great football game between us. I think we match up evenly. Both teams want to run the football as much as possible, and we'll pass it just enough to keep you honest. But um, it, it's going to be one uh, up front on the offense and defensive line. It, it it really I say that all the time. I think, but it it really will because I think we do match up so well. So I think whichever team can, um, you know, win that matchup most of the night is going to have the opportunity to win. Absolutely. I think that's going to be a fun game. You know, like I said, you know, the KCI, it's always, always very tough, you know, so there's big games in the conference every single week. Um, Coach Obert, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast for the first time. I know it's, I know it's a week nine, but um, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on for the first time and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. And a huge thank you to, to Hamilton head coach, Caleb Bummer for joining us for the first time this season. Other matchups of the KCI include North Platte, on the road at East Buchanan, Bulldogs looking to end the season strong, heading into district play. And Lathrop will look to build off their um, first win of the season. They'll travel to St. Michael, where that game will be played at Lee Summit West High School. Now let's run down some standings in the Grand River Conference 11-man division. Now with Princeton's win over South Harrison last week, boy has this conference become crazy now. Milan, South Harrison, and Princeton are all at one loss in the conference, so those three teams can clinch, all can clinch a share of the conference championships with victories and their respective games. We'll run down those vic- we'll run down those matchups here in just a second, starting with Princeton and Gallatin. 
That game will be on 100.1 on Friday. Chris Ward will have the call on that game. And we had an opportunity to talk with both Princeton coach Nathan Powell and Gallatin coach Patrick Treese for the first time this season. We talked to both of them, but we're going to begin with our conversation with Nathan Powell right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. We're back with Princeton head coach Nathan Powell. How are you doing, coach? I'm doing fantastic. Had a win and feeling good. Oh, absolutely. What a great win for your team last week. 28-6 to over South Harrison. Really puts your guys right back at the top of the conference race. Can you walk us through that ball game? Yeah, absolutely. It was uh it, it definitely worked out about like we thought it would. It was uh smash mouth, both teams wanting to control the line of scrimmage, wanting to out physical the other and uh we were able to get uh, a big drive early and go score and then able to get a couple of good defensive stops. I mean, it with with their offense it was gonna be really important for us to try to control their option. And their quarterback Lasher um is a fantastic trigger guy with their option and so um, you know, we, we tried to focus in on trying to limit his big plays, and, and we were able to do that for the most part. And we felt like if we could get them into some third and long situations or at least long yardage situations on second, third down, uh, it would it would force them into some stuff that they weren't necessarily comfortable at doing. So uh, defensively, we executed extremely well. We kept them uh, off balance. We kept them in some some long yardage situations like we wanted, and, and we were able to really kind of keep them off the field offensively. And then for us offensively, our offensive line took over. And really, I don't want to take it away from our skills kids either. Our guys out on the edge, our X's and Y's, our receivers out there, did a fantastic job just controlling um, controlling space and letting our running backs go. And Ben Burwanger and, and Eli Hinkey, our two, our two key running backs, both had big games, both went over 100 yards, and, and both had some big plays in that first half. And so um, we got up two big scores in the first half, up 16 nothing at the half, and, and rolled in feeling really good about things and, and really just kind of trying to reset from there. Oh, absolutely, Coach. Um, this big win here, um, how does that really feel, definitely, heading into districts here in just a couple weeks? It's a key win for us. It was uh, it was our first win against a state-ranked opponent in three tries. It was uh, our first win against a team with a winning record. And, and it was important confidence-wise, you know, ourselves, that we could, we could execute on a high level and, and we could execute against a really, really good quality opponent. And so, you know, moving forward, if you do get to your district and get into play a deep run in the playoffs, you're going to see some really, really good teams, whether it's throwing, passing, whatever. And, and we've got to feel like we can compete with anything. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Coach, you have an opportunity really to end your uh, season in style. Um, you guys are on the road at Gallatin this week. Um, talk about what you see from the Bulldogs as far as the scouting report and what can we expect on Friday? Friday, uh, it's, uh, it's looking like a pretty nasty – Nasty cold day, so it may work out well for us. Um, Gallatin is, is really very different than, than South Harrison in that they want to spread things out. Where South Harrison was going to pack everything in and, and just try to overpower you and, and run the ball down your throat, Gallatin's going to spread you out and, and spread the ball around quite a bit. And they've got some tremendous skill kids out there to make plays. And you know, anytime you can get a team with a with a good quarterback that can sit back there and throw the ball up for uh, some athletic receivers, it, it puts a lot of pressure on your DBs and. And really for us, it's been several weeks since we've had to really work a ton of, of pass, pass Skelly work, defensive back work. Um, you know, we've been so run heavy with Polo and, and South Harrison here. So it's going to be important for us this week to, to go back over all of our basics, go back over all of our uh, 
our coverage rules and responsibilities. And then really we need to amp up our pass rush game too, because those DBs, the, the best friend they can have is a good pass rush. Our D line, we're going to put a lot of pressure on them to, to get back there and disrupt as best they can. Oh, absolutely. Should be a great ball game on Friday. Coach, uh, pal, I want to thank you so much for joining the show for a second straight week. And uh, congratulations to you and your boys on that victory on Friday night. And um, good luck to you this Friday. Hey, thanks. Hopefully we can uh, bring home a share of that conference title. And a huge thank you to Nathan Powell, coach of the Princeton Tigers, for joining the show. As I mentioned, we also have Gallatin head coach Patrick Treason. For the first time, we get to know him a little bit, talk about his kids, the season so far, and break down this week's matchup against Princeton. Here's our interview with Coach Treason. That's coming up right now. And we're here on the Cliffields Podcast Week 9 pregame show. we got Gallatin Bulldog head coach Patrick Treason with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Um, coach, um, since you're a first-time guest, what, one thing that we really like to do is um, get to know the coach a little bit, get to know who Coach Treese is. Um, give us a little bit of your uh, background um, into coaching um, and um, how you got to Gallatin. Sure thing. Uh, I'm originally from Mount City, Missouri. Um, I went to Grayson University from there, played football, and uh, got a degree in um, ended up my second year in education at, at Gallatin, and I was a, an assistant uh, for two years in, in 14 and 15 there under head coach Kevin Gundy. Um, and then I, I took the program over, and, um, you know, I have been there for the last five years. Uh, awesome, awesome to hear. Congratulations. Um, well, Coach, uh, let's talk about um, your team real quick. Let's talk about some of your kids. Um, for those who have never been to a Gallatin football game, um, who would be some of the players that they would hear about on Friday night if they were to go to a game? Well, we have a very young team this year. Um, we're we're kind of led offensively by, by junior quarterback Brinley Vandiver. Um, you know, he, he's about 6'5", 180. He's got a huge, huge arm. Um, you know, and, and we're, we're different than Gallatin teams pass. We, uh, we like to throw the ball around, and we're, we're about 50-50 run pass this year, which is, uh, you know, insane for us. We've been about 90-10 in the past. So um, a little bit different. Uh, our receiving core is made up of Isaac Bird, Peyton Fiden, Kevin Meeks, Draven Wright, and our our backfield's made up of uh, Gage Wright and um, Jagger Gray. So it, we like to spread the ball around, and all those guys uh, touch the ball for us, whether it's um, you know running it or um, you know throwing it to them. Um, you know we we got a lot of guys that, that make plays for us. Well, Coach, let's talk, let's talk about some of your players on the defensive end because there's two sides of the ball. Let's let's talk about some of the defense. Well, I'm glad you asked because those same guys are on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, we're, we're class one school that, uh, you know, you, you got to play both ways. You know, call it Ironman football. Um, you know, we have uh, Carson Carson Lang leads, leads our, our defensive line front, um, about six foot, 240, he's big physical presence, um, uh, really athletic for his size, can, can, can run sideline to sideline. Um, at the linebacker core, uh, Jagger Gray and Gage Wright. And there are, are two pretty tough inside backers, and we're, we're we're pretty athletic at our outside backer position. Um, Peyton Fiden and um, Kevin Kevin Meeks are out there, and they can um, you know they can trigger up and, and stop the run, and um, you know cover cover slots and wings and backs out of the backfield well. And um, in the secondary, Isaac Bird, uh, Brinley Vandiver is back there as well, and, and uh, Draven Wright back there. Um, again, same, same names you heard on, on the offensive side or on the defensive side making plays for us. 
Awesome, awesome. Glad to hear, Coach. Um, let's talk about your guys' um, schedule so far. I know we're in the um, final week of the season. You guys are five and three on the year, but your guys' um, three losses are to three really, really good teams, including one to Hamilton in overtime and then South Harrison and uh, Milan. Those are two teams that are up towards the conference. Just give a little bit of a summary of how your guys' season has been so far. You know, I think, like I mentioned, we're, we're a young team, and I, I think we're progressing nicely. We've got a lot of sophomores on the field, and, and they're learning week by week. And uh, we started out going to North Platte, and we, you know, started slow and um, had a huge second quarter against North Platte and, and got a big win there, um, 58 to nothing. And then we, we came home for our home opener against Hamilton, um, an overtime loss. Um, you know, we had a chance to win it. Well, just to, just to force the uh, the overtime, we scored on a uh, about a 40-yard uh, pass completion, Vanderbilt to Isaac Bird, just to force the overtime and ended up losing in overtime by a score. So um, that was a tough one for us. It was, uh, you know, looking back at it now, it, it it was a huge game because they're in our district and, you know, we're, we're possibly could be seated up next to, against them uh, where they would have the head-to-head win. And, um, you know, then it didn't get any easier for us. We went to South Harrison. Um, didn't have a, a very good performance. Um, they they blew us out uh, pretty bad, and you know that's that's one we um, just di- didn't feel very good about. Uh, we just didn't play well in any facet of the game. Um, and and after after that, we kind of took it upon ourselves and um, to focus on the areas we needed to improve. And uh, we we strung together some wins, um, and uh, with, with Polo and Maysville, and then uh, went up to Milan and and, and lost. But we were in that Milan game um, up until the fourth quarter, put it away, just couldn't couldn't stop that potent rushing attack. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks we were able to take care of Putnam County at home um, and then on the road at Trenton. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about this week's game. It's a big game. It's going to be on a 100.1 regional radio quick. Um, it's a home game for you guys at Princeton, an opportunity really to um, end your guys' um, year with a three-game winning streak heading into district play. Um, talk about um, – what you've seen as far as the scouting report with Princeton, and what can we expect on Friday? Princeton's a very good football team, and they're they're, they're very well coached. Um, great staff up there, and they do they do a great job. Um, you know, and it's it's one of those that they're very good at what they do. Um, kind of unorthodox offensively, uh, they'll line up, tackle over, unbalanced. Um, and they've got kind of a three headed monster in their rushing attack um, with. Um, Hinky, Burwanger, and Rhodes, any of those guys can, can take it the distance at any time. So, um, you know, for us, we'll have to be very disciplined defensively and against some of those those odd formations, we'll have to uh, align correctly each and every time and not get misaligned. Um, and, you, you know, they're, they're a defense that, that flies to the football. Um, you know, their, their team speed is very good and, um, you know, they, they've got a couple guys up, up front that they put at the point of attack and, um and that they run behind that, uh, you know, will be tough matchups for us. Well, I think it's going to be a very good ball game on Friday. And, of course, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, you, uh, for those who want to hear the game, it's going to be on 100.1 Regional Radio Quick. Chris Ward will have the call on that one. Well, Coach of Treese, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast for the first time. I know it's the last week of the season. It's a little bit late. and um, uh, But I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. All right, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Gallatin Head Coach Patrick Trees for joining us for the first time this season. Reminder, you can catch Princeton at Gallatin at 100.1 on your FM dial, or you can catch it on northwestmoinfo.com. My man Chris Ward 
will be on the call for that game. Other matchups of the Grand River coverage. I did mention there was a possibility for a three-way tie. South Harrison could get into that action with a winner at Trenton. And then Milan is at Maysville. A win by the Wildcats would set them up for a three-way tie, potentially for a conference championship there. And then the other matchup in the Grand River Conference is Putnam County at Polo. Now that's going to do it for segment two. Our next segment is our eight-man segment. We'll run down the eight-man football poll. We'll run down the standings. We'll talk about the big matchups. And we got Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane on. They are back together. We are all back together for the first time in several weeks. So definitely check that out in the next segment. Until then, take care, everybody.